the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to our third edition of this podcast. And as is prudent, we will update you. We have gone through so far just about half of the arrest affidavit for Dr. Jim Craig, my former dentist who is now accused of of premeditated homicide in the death of his wife, Angela. Uh, once again, Staff and Tubbs with you, uh, 4 to 7, Monday through Friday on Newstalk 710 KNUS here in Denver. And I would be doing this story anyway as a newsman and a talk show host, but just a little bit different when you have a story like this and you're a former patient. Now, I know there are hundreds, if not thousands, of former patients of Dr. Jim Craig, but as we record this, you know, just yesterday morning, being in that courtroom for his second court appearance, I don't know truly if this has has all kind of settled in for me just personally, because these outrageous allegations and through the affidavit, what he's accused of, it's not certainly anywhere close in, in the same stratosphere as the man that I had known for many, many years, and uh, also did advertising for him. But in this specific podcast uh, today, as we record it, it's Friday, still less than one full week since the passing of Angela Craig, 43 years old, last Saturday, declared brain dead about 4.29 p.m. Mountain Time at University Hospital, and then it would be about 2 a.m. Sunday morning, so still less than a week away, less than a week ago from... Uh, the arrest of Dr. Craig. But what I want to focus on in this podcast is the texts that were sent from Jim Craig, at least according to the arrest affidavit. Uh, there are screenshots and it says on the top, Jim Craig. Uh, of course, this longtime dentist of mine is presumed innocent until proven guilty. And I wanted to go through this because the one of the keys to this this case being cracked, if in fact it has been, is the communication from Jim Craig's old business partner with a nurse at University Hospital less than two weeks ago. Uh, Because of the package of potassium cyanide that we've talked about that was delivered to the office, uh, Jim Craig allegedly saying to one of the staffers, don't open this package. She didn't, but somebody else did, and that's when they open it up and see the biohazard sticker and then a cylindrical container of what was labeled as potassium cyanide. But it was because of the revelation at the dentist office that got the business partner to thinking, wait a minute, have they checked for poison? My business partner is ordering potassium cyanide to our office? So, of course, as uh, you're probably aware if you're following this case, it was the business partner, the fellow dentist, who was at the hospital near Angela Craig's bedside where she lay dying, that the business partner pulled a nurse aside and said, have you checked for poisoning? The mandatory reporter, being the nurse, contacted Aurora PD. And what's amazing to me, as we record this, the texts that I'm about to read to you were... We're nine days ago, just nine days ago. 
So according to the arrest affidavit, because again, we cannot prove without question and with certainty that these texts are from, in fact, Jim Craig to his business partner, but that is the way it reads in the arrest affidavit. And it reads as follows, and this is from March 15th at about 8.36 in the morning. Uh, Good morning, Ryan. Thank you for taking my patient load today. I want to make an urgent plea to you. If we were ever friends, please do this favor for me. Please don't talk to anyone about what we talked about last night, including any law enforcement officers. You are under no obligation to answer their questions unless you are served a subpoena and you will do more damage than good to my family by continuing to insert yourself in this. Angela is gone and I am devastated. There is nothing that can bring her back and I want desperately to tell you all of the details so that you can better understand what's gone on behind the scenes with her. There is so, so much that you don't know and I wish you did. If you knew everything, this would make much more sense to you, but there's no use in telling you right now. You and I have a history of you and the other partners and Jackie all talking about me behind my back and deciding what you think is best, and then you're always the fall guy that has to pull the trigger or tell me what you have all decided about me. I'm fact, I think that should read in fact, but texted as I'm fact. In fact, yesterday, you didn't even come to me. I had to seek you out. Once again, this allegedly texts to the business partner, Jim Craig, who is, is, is now in custody for the murder of his wife, a text to the business partner just nine days ago. In fact, yesterday you didn't even come to me. I had to seek you out. You have never given me the advantage of talking with me first. You just decide and then act, and I hope that I'll pick up the pieces later. This is a pattern of our business dealings and now has become a factor in our personal dealings. Let me paint a picture for you of what this has done. Yesterday I had to tell their kids... My uh, kids, my kids, that their mom was not going to wake up and they were to say their final goodbyes. That was at 6.45 p.m. The hospital said we could bring the kids up to say goodbye at this time, but because of the investigation you opened by your com- incomplete information, so as a sidebar, he's now blaming the business partner for the police investigation. But because of the investigation you opened by your incomplete information, the hospital made those poor grieving, hysterical kids wait until after 10 p.m. to see their mom. Now, again, I'm going to insert a little bit of commentary here. Those poor, grieving, hysterical kids are his own children. His own kids. Six kids. Five girls, one boy. Three under the age of 18. The text goes on, after an hour or so of saying goodbye to her, we went home just before midnight only to have our house sealed against our entry by police. Instead of getting to go home and find comfort, they were met with flashing lights and cold, unfeeling cops. And the kids, scared and confused, had to go sleep at the home of a ward member. Family is starting to come into town today. And I have to tell them that they can't come to my house and try to explain to them why. I have, quoting here, I have to hire a homicide attorney to make sure I don't end up being painted in the light that you know some hungry DA is anxious to paint me, 
in because I am most likely going to be charged even though that is absolutely not what happened. Again, Jim Craig alleged text to his business partner, Ryan. Ryan, I understand why you did what you did. I do. I get it. But if you had come to me personally, man-to-man, instead of talking to everyone else about what you thought you knew, I might have let you in on some details that would have made you less likely to cause this horrible storm. Man, Ryan, if you had only, all caps only, if you had only put me higher on your list of priorities instead of putting everyone else's opinions and gossip ahead of me, exclamation point. For that, I am very, very mad at you. I have talked to you about this multiple times, but you don't seem to care. And now what you thought was responsible has become reckless and so, so destructive. The text wraps up. And so I'm asking if there was ever any love in your heart for me, please don't make this any worse by talking to any officers or anyone else about this matter unless you are legally forced to. And whoever else on the team you think is going to be questioned, I would ask that you privately ask them to honor this request too. Final text in a string of one, two, three, four, five, looks like six different screens. The final, final one is, also, please do not respond to this text message until I text you again. Stunning. Blaming the business partner. If you only understood what was going on here, I could have explained this all the way to you. Again, according to the 52-page arrest affidavit, this man allegedly has the first order of, of arsenic, ordered February 27th, delivered to his home that he indicated was, quote, sealed against our entry by police, that arsenic ordered at Amazon.com, which is still maybe a, a, an entirely different podcast on how you can buy these types of things on Amazon.com, which still blows my mind. Uh, he says that basically it was all the business partner's fault if he had only kept his mouth shut. And again, order on February 27th, delivery of the arsenic to the Craig home on, on March 4th. That string of text from, as we record this, nine days ago. And we'll wrap up with just a little bit more from the affidavit, and we're, we're still going to have multiple podcasts to come as we go through page by page of this. We've basically gone through about half of it uh, as we uh, will finish this third episode of the podcast. When it comes to the affidavit, the... The affiant, who is, is the detective with Aurora PD in this, uh, wrote in the affidavit that on March 6th, 2023, James and his wife Angela worked out in the morning. Before the workout, James made Angela a protein shake or a pre-workout shake. Quoting still from the affidavit, pre-workout shake in which James gave her extra protein because she was feeling sluggish. Well, there's probably a pretty damn good reason why she was feeling sluggish. If she had been administered over the course of the previous days, doses of arsenic. Back to the affidavit, after the workout, 
Angela became faint and dizzy, and ultimately James took Angela to the hospital. Remember, she was three times hospitalized, two different hospitals, Parker Adventist Hospital, obviously in Parker, and University Hospital in Denver. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. We won't have any podcasts coming up for this weekend, but I appreciate you joining us again. If you want to follow, share this. Uh, This is not done with some goal of just being gossip. I say, and I have now for the third time, and in every podcast, I hope to remember to say this. It is not lost upon me that as salacious as this is and the international and national coverage this is getting, it's not lost upon me that we're talking about six children here. And as you heard from the text that I read, The kids went through an hour-long process, six kids at a hospital bed where their mom was dying, over an hour-long process at 10 o'clock at night on March 15th. Let's pray for those children. That wraps up this podcast. We'll be back next week with more or as certainly as as issues and coverage uh, warrants. For our producer, Mark Crowley, I'm Stephen Tubbs. Thanks for watching and have a good rest of your day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.